Greetings, PBIC. Welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on a Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. So, in the last uh, three weeks, we have been uh, in what's called the Christmas portions. Um, this is, uh, we have been talking about the word Advent and the season of Advent. And just to give a quick summary, it is basically uh, remembering and celebrating the Advent, the coming, the arrival of our Savior Jesus Christ, and the anticipation of His second coming. So, um, the first week, uh, we talked about the theme of hope, Jesus Christ as our hope. The second week was the theme of peace, Jesus Christ as the Prince of Peace. And this week, um, we talked about uh, the theme of joy. As uh, we go into, uh, there were two passages that we went into, which was in Luke 2, where angels declared to the shepherds that where they brought the good news that will cause great joy to all the people. And uh, we went over another passage uh, between interactions between Mary and Elizabeth, where there was um, the Holy Spirit was filled in Elizabeth and the baby uh, John, where um, he sort of uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit and his um, he sort of kicked uh, Elizabeth's stomach, showing his um, joy at the presence of baby Jesus in uh, uh, Mary. So in the midst of all that's happening, we see that great joy expressed. And um, this is basically uh, what we see in the theme of joy as we celebrate the birth of our Christ Jesus, we embrace the biblical joy that comes with knowing Christ and uh, comes with the arrival of our Savior Christ. So, Pastor Billy, um, coming back to our sermon for today, uh, could you give us a small summary of it? Thanks, Neil. So, we have stepped out for a moment from our sermon series King and Kingdom in the Gospel of Matthew um, and they're taking the next couple weeks to sort of focus on Advent and Christmas that is upcoming so we remain in the Gospel of Matthew but we sort of backtrack here to uh, chapter 2 verses 1 to 12 in the narrative of the wise men who come to see um, Jesus. So in the passage, we see the gifts the wise men brought to Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, symbolizing his royalty, um, his priestly role, and sacrificial death. So the three gifts point to who Jesus is uh, with Gold representing Jesus' divine nature and grace. Frankincense highlighting his sympathetic and perpetual priesthood. And myrrh foretelling his sorrows and triumphant salvation. And in the end, we took some time to think about, is there a hidden gift within the Christmas narrative. You know, we have the gifts of the wise men. We have Jesus himself um, 
a gift from God. But we took a moment to consider, is there a hidden gift in Christmas? And we discovered that we are, that we are the hidden gift. Given, giving oneself to God mirrors God's gift of Christ, embodying the, the hidden and transformative power of the Advent season and our joy in trusting in God. Thank you, Pastor Billy. Um, to just start off, I want to um, connect the Advent uh, theme of joy that we went over today. Um, I kind of mentioned um, the joy that we feel during Christmas time, um, the excitement and the cheerfulness all comes with it. But also we see the biblical joy. Uh, you know, it's not based on happy circumstances, but because of the hope in God's love and the promise that he has. Um, so now I have a question. Um, is there, what is the difference between this joy, this biblical joy and just happiness? Is there a difference in that? Yeah, there, there is a difference. And I think it's an important distinction, right? Because what we strive for, what we are looking for in this world in our lives in relation to what makes us happy or what is happiness um, is really going to impact how we live. So to me, in terms of what the Bible tells us, um, the main distinction between happiness and joy is that joy is circumstance proof. So happiness is going to be at the whim of our circumstances. Right? It's going to be at the whim of um, our emotions. Whereas joy is going to be rooted and grounded in in truth and therefore would be circumstance proof and you know I think if we want to look at look at it biblically right if we're going to go anywhere we'd go to Paul's letter to the Philippians and he you know mentions kind of his need Right, his need of provision as he is in ministry, and he's learned something through this process, and he speaks of it in Philippians chapter 4. And he says, starting in verse 11, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content, I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound in and every in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through um, Him who strengthens me. So He presents kind of this this pendulum, this spectrum. He talks about being high and being low. He talks about being, having plenty and having and not having um, plenty, right? abundance and need and 
he can live throughout this spectrum of experience and circumstance because his because his joy is not is not dependent on the circumstance right it's rooted in the one who strengthens him which is ultimately in Christ right so if we and then and then right if our main pursuit is happiness how is that going to then impact our lives right if we're operating without joy and then our goal is well i got to somehow find out find happiness how does that impact our life like what would you say it's a it's a never ending pursuit it's yeah. a, it's a it's a monster that's never satisfied yeah that's it right you wind up just being eaten by your <laughs> by your own desire yeah um and living out discontentment and bitterness right it, it just flows into that direction right so yeah i think it's an important distinction joy happiness and it has real tangible impacts to our outlook and how we live life for sure it's a great answer the next question um goes to what you were speaking about in regards to uh, the gifts that were brought the kingly gift the gold the priestly gift the frankincense uh the mirror for the prophet. You said that the priests at that time served as a conscience for the people. Today, for us, when we're dealing with difficult decisions, how do we use Christ, who is our great high priest, as you as you said, how do we use Christ as a conscience or as a guide today? So that, that's that's a great question. So. One, I think acknowledging that we need guiding, mm-hmm. right? Let's let's start there. Yeah. Right. Um, if we approach our life from the standpoint that um, I don't I don't need guiding, you know, I'm my own captain, if you will, right? Then. We're already off course. So just the just yeah. the blanket acknowledgement that we need guidance, like we need direction, right? <clears throat> That's first, right? Then we start thinking about decisions. And when it comes to decision-making in terms of kind of um, moral questions, I think, I think it's important. I think, I think sometimes we struggle, and we struggle unnecessarily because – we try to figure out what God's will is and we sort of, um, you know, sarcastically I'll put it, but we kind of go, oh, how, how do I know what God's will is, right? You mm-hmm. know, and I've been in seasons of life yeah, like that, too. right? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, well, you know, if there was only some way to know what God values and he doesn't value, mm-hmm. if there's only some way to know what he thinks is important or what he... Doesn't How would we do that? If there's only a way, right? But like you have God's word. Yeah. Like that's why it's there, right? We can go and we can see, oh, in this situation God mm. valued this. Mm-hmm. This was important to him. So it's so important well, for to for to put God's word in a preeminent place in our life and how we live because when it comes to some of these moral decisions, right? You're like, that's why God's word is there, right? Um, 
So I know that in regard to morality, that's absolutely true. But how about an instance where it's not so clear-cut? We were talking earlier about um, something that I think we've all faced at some point where you have uh, two different options for a job and you, and you don't know which one to pick. How, how do you make a decision like that when it's kind of absent of a moral issue? Yeah. There, there again, right, I think as Christians we are searching out God's will, I think, like, right, we're trying to sort that out, especially in these sort of more binary decisions that are not, that are amoral, if you will, but are, you know, um, like, like, like you said, do I I go to work here? Do do I take this job or do I take this job, right? Do I go to school here or do I go to school here, right? Do I, um, you know, these sort of decisions, and we say, what is God's will, right? Um, you know, we're not going to be able to go to, you know, Second Timothy and go to the part where, you know, Paul decides to go to this grad school over this grad yeah. school, right? Like, right. we're not going to find it, right? right. <clears throat> I think at times, though, Christians miss miss the mark when it comes to decision-making because they will ultimately become paralyzed in the decision and overlook what God actually wants from them. Mm -hmm. Which is, when you look into God's word, he is far more interested in the person that you are, who you are, versus what profession you have or where you live, right? So not to say that these these decisions and these um, things don't have impact on our life. They do. Like where you live has an impact on life. What the job you do, they do. But I think sometimes we get into a paralysis where we say, okay, I've got these two things. You know, do I go here or do I go here, right? Do, mm-hmm. do I do this or I do do I do that? And it's And it's... You know, God's far more concerned with the person that we're becoming than, you know, where where we're where we're living. Do you think so that? I don't know if this is wrong to think about it. Do you think we overthink that? It's like y- it's like oh, does I know it's God's sovereign. He has he, he mm-hmm. knows everything, but sometimes we overthink and yeah, you know, in that sense. Yeah, no, I think we do because. I think if we spent as much time um, pouring over these sort of decisions as we did and stopped and, and self-reflected and looked and said, hey, like, who who am I right now? Like, how is my identity as a, a follower of God, as a child of God? Like, how am I doing? Like, that self-examination, right? If we took the... the the intensity with which we, you know, try and figure out the, this decision or that and stop and say, wait, wait, who, who is the person I'm becoming? Because what we don't want to happen is this, right? You've got these two decisions and it's, you go, you go one way and it's like, all right, yep, I, I think this is the right place for me. But to be in the right place and be the wrong person, mm-hmm. that's, 
it's a horrible thing, right? To not, um, to your, to your, for your faith to be in a place where it's not where it needs to be, but, oh, you know, you were able to decipher the, you know, the school or so you think that you were supposed to go to. Right. Right. How, so it's just, I think it's just a matter of recalibrating, um, our, our focus, right? Because I think ultimately we can be free in those in those circumstances. We can actually be free to make either choice, but be the right person. Yeah, where you are. Yeah, be the right person where you are. Because I, I mean, going back to the con- contentment idea, mm-hmm. right? Um, often we'll look at what we have, right? We'll look down and we'll go. Oh man, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. We'll look somewhere else and say, "Oh, I want that." It's like, my God, why do I have this? I want that. But it's the the lens through which to look at and say, "Like, God, how how do I glorify you with this?" Yeah. Right. It's a different mentality. Yeah. You know, it's oh, oh God, I um, oh, I've got this job. You know, I, I want that job. Mm-hmm. Why do I have this job? Well, it's how do I glorify you with this job? Right. And so it's just it's just a matter of like kind of recalibrating our. And it's interesting how thinking. that ties to joy. To joy, yeah, yeah. it does, right? It's really, it's really yeah. ties. It's kind of under. It's in the same bucket, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think far too often we we wound up we wind up paralyzed or stagnant mm-hmm. because um, one we're not recognizing that we have an ability to decipher God's will and circumstances based on God's word given to us, and two. Um, because we fail to sort of focus on who we are versus these other secondary and tertiary elements of our life, like where we live, where we work, and those other things. Who are you becoming? And in, in Christ, we're becoming Christ, right? right. That, that's really where we're headed. All right. Thank you, Pastor Billy, Pastor Sean. That was a fruitful discussion. Um, Pastor Billy, uh, going forward, any questions to think about this week? So I know we're all, you know, knee deep in Christmas preparations and activities, right? Um, So in terms of the passage that we focused on this week, first, to consider in what ways can the wise men's gifts guide your approach to gift giving during the Christmas season? Sort of emphasizing not only material offerings, but also the deeper meaning behind the gifts we present to others. That's first. Second is to reflect on the idea that, that this, um, hidden gift of Christmas is giving oneself to God mirroring God's gift of Christ 
So how can you practically and intentionally give yourself to God this Christmas season? And finally, um, how does understanding that you are this hidden gift of Christmas impact your perception of your worth and significance in God's plan? And how can you share Christ? Christ within you with with others all right thank you Pastor Billy um, some good questions there so uh, next week will be the final Christmas portions and it will be the theme of love so until next Sunday let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God <laughs>